Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to The Trail Life. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thank you for joining me on yet another episode of The Trail Life Podcast. I haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of Colorado or San Diego runners as of late. So I figured this would be a good opportunity to bring it back to a local feel. You know, I'm based in San Diego. Our races are based in Colorado and San Diego. So I felt like this was a good time to get back and let everybody know what those two areas are all about, what the trail communities are all about, what the trails are all about. And so I've brought on my first guest in the local series, which will sprinkle out throughout the um, weeks here. Uh, my first guest on the local series is is an ERS ambassador based in Colorado. Um, he does a really great job in really connecting with the trail community, getting out there, educating the trail community, setting up uh, group runs, talking about the races, whether it's mine or, or somebody else's, uh, just really informing the trail community on, on everything Colorado trail running. So I wanted to give him an opportunity to share his story. So I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I, I enjoyed talking to him. Welcome to the trail life, the kilted runner, Randy Henman. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. Randy Hinman, welcome to the Trail Life, my friend. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on for a while, and it's kind of nice because I've I've kind of come around to I haven't had I haven't had a chance to talk to as many local trail runners as I would like. Right, like I enjoy talking to the ultra runner and some of the bigger name ultra runners out there, but I think that uh, bringing it back a little bit and discussing some local trail running with some of our local runners and a runner like yourself, who is an ERS ambassador. I'm just going to throw that out there to everybody. Randy is an ambassador for, for my races. So we may talk about the endurance race series on this. We may talk about some other stuff, but I'm just throwing it out there. He's, he's an ambassador of mine. He's one of the most genuine trail runners I have ever had the chance to, to meet. And, and so it's, that's a, it's why I wanted to get you on. So you could kind of tell your story and how you got into this. So thank you, my friend for, uh, for joining me today. I appreciate Jeff, a long time listener, first time actual guest. So <laughs> now I feel like I'm one. Of, now I feel like I'm on one of those sleazy talk shows. Like <laughs> <laughs> long time listener, first time caller, and we want to talk about what kind of love problem do you have, Randy? With us. <laughs> well, hey man, I so so there was one question that that uh, we, we both know Isabella Ultra Izzy B, who's who is a huge friend of the uh, of the show and again another ERS ambassador the one story that that if anybody knows Randy and has seen Randy on 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 at events or on social media Randy is known as the kilted runner and so Isabella was kind of chatting with me and found out that you were going to be on the show she's like I have always wanted to know what the kilt is all about so before you we get into your backstory Please explain. Uh, it's a pretty simple one. Um, read an article in a Runner's World magazine. Came across the article about uh, Alice O'Brien, who started uh, Jaywalking uh, Designs. She uh, designed skirts, running skirts for women. And there was a brief side note on the side that she actually designed kilts. I'm like, a running kilt? 
I'm like, all right, I, I need to go for this. So I posted on social media, hey, I need to run in a kilt. Next thing I know, a couple months later, my mom had sent me a kilt for my birthday. And ever since then, I've pretty much run majority of my races in a running kilt. I've got uh, two kilts from her. They're made out of uh, recyclable material. And I've also got a uh, wool kilt that I wear to some of the races too. So I'll go back and forth between a traditional running kilt and a traditional kilt. So um, what's, yeah, so explain the, what's the difference between the running kilt and a regular kilt? Cause I, I am not a kilt aficionado by any means. And so please, <laughs> please, please break that down for me. So the uh, running kilts made out of a lighter fabric instead of having a traditional buckle belts on both sides like you would have on a traditional kilt it's just a full elastic band and then she also took it and sewn the front portion together so it doesn't flop up in the wind where a traditional kilt if you don't put your pin down on the bottom it'll blow up in the wind as you're running i just i should have said free ball in the, in the running kilt or not like i'm a little scared now now that i know this like i get asked that every time just kind of letting the boys kind of hang out and just <laughs> i i, I, I that everybody open that everybody can pass you so you don't so wind doesn't blow you up <laughs> first yeah no. I, I keep it modest and i have my compression shorts underneath <laughs> <laughs> With an extra pocket, there's not too many pockets in a kilt, so it comes handy. So how long, so you said you've got everything, you got two kilts from your mom and you got from the uh, from the brand, like how long have you been running with a kilt? Because you haven't been trail running for very long. So it's pretty much since you started trail running or, or was this younger and you started doing this before you even got into trail running? Like how far back does the kilt go? It goes back even it, further. It does, okay. Uh, I got the first kilt. It was about 2016. Got it. So about six years. So it's not 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 too bad. It's it's kind of a new, still a new new experience, I guess, in a sense. Right? Yeah. It's not like yeah. uh, you started running when you're in your 20s, I guess. <laughs> Actually, uh, the wife and I started running probably about 2014, 2015. Okay. Uh, both of us started working out together, and then seen these 5Ks pop up and we gave that a try and this gradually moved up in distance. And then 2019, we took that turn and headed toward the trails. Yeah, man. So let's, let's since you're talking about that, let's get into your backstory because honestly, and this is kind of bad that I don't know, like what, are, are you a Colorado native and have no. you, what was kind of like your athletic experience growing up? Were you any kind of runner whatsoever or this is just something you've kind of picked up as an adult? I uh, picked it up as an adult, uh, high school sports and on up. I mean, soccer, football, wrestling, uh, track, but more of the uh, infield type stuff. So shot, disc. Yeah. So, that, I mean, it goes, you know, I've said this in the last couple episodes that I've done. It's it's kind of nice. You, I, you start hearing more people get into running as they get older. Right. And you wouldn't think that too much, but you know, our, at least for our races alone, our biggest demographic is the 30 to 40 and the 40 to 50 year old individuals. Right. And it's you definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that's kind of when people start peaking as far as they're like getting into running and, and they're running their running career, like is that in that time frame. So it's kind of cool again, to hear somebody like yourself um, get into running at that same time frame. 
So, so you and Bethany started, started running five K's and everything else. Like what got you to that point of, uh, seeing trail runs and actually making that progression actually into it. Was there a certain race that you looked at and you're like, you know what, I think I'd I'd like to try that out. I started looking at some of the, uh, stuff posted online. I looked at your event, uh, couple years before we actually joined and go this would be fun and then started reading some of the trail running magazines and started following a few people on facebook and instagram and going this is different this is this is something we need to do it just opened up a whole new world and a whole new community it was a amazing I guess that's the, you know, that's always the repetitive theme is the the community that gets invited. And when you're, once you're in the trail running community, you've seen it, it's definitely something you want to stick within. Um, local Colorado runner kind of break down. So anybody who has not, cause Colorado, I mean, that's, that's why we do races in Colorado, right? It's gorgeous out there and there's trails yeah. everywhere. Give me a, like a brief example of what, and you're in the front range, you're in the Broomfield area. And if anybody doesn't know where Broomfield is, it's it's in that Boulder to Denver corridor along the 36 freeway there. And it, it amazingly has a lot of really pocketed trails in there. So if somebody's looking to go to Denver, go to Boulder and do some trail runs in your area, what kind of what kind of trail runs can you like tell people? Like what what can they expect? Just in this area alone, you look at everything from a nice, easy crushed gravel trail with nice, subtle inclines. And then you venture out just a few miles further and you get into your traditional trails that people think about with a little bit of tech coming into it. Roots, rocks, stuff where you're stopping, moving over top of a boulder, yeah. a little stream jumping major inclines, major declines. So just right in this little area here, I mean, you can hit every technical skill that you want or stay to the crushed gravel and then link yourself around. Yeah, and it's what's nice is how, how much, you know, it's and it's kind of weird if from Broomfield to Westminster to Arvada, I believe it is, I guess. Like you can cross over to each one of these towns in any given trail like is it is it pretty standard across the board in colorado like you can get from point a to point b without having to cross over too many roads right like that's what's that's what the other beauty of of the colorado trail system is the trail system here there's and even more so there it's you're running and there's a lot of times where you're not crossing any major intersections if you do cross an intersection it's through a nice quiet neighborhood area i mean speaking of the way it's linked here where i live here in broomfield i can actually run to two of your events here in colorado i can run right into the Louisville event or the westminster event from the house less than seven miles well there you go get a seven mile run in before your half marathon yeah why not exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about your 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 first because I, I see here in your in your notes, your first trail run was actually a, a 25K. Correct. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a 5K, 10K. Like as you, you, like you said before, you and Bethany were doing 5Ks and just kind of checking out the running scene. Uh-huh. You jumped right into the 25K 
aspect of it. Kind of explain that a little bit, because um, and it's run by the the it, the race. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's the it was the Colorado Palmer Park Rattler Trail Race 25K yes. uh-huh. by the by the group over in Mad Moose, which puts on really great events as well over there in Colorado. But kind of explain your experience in that first trail run versus your first road race. Like, what did, what did you, like, because you obviously came back to trail running and that's what you're doing now. Like, was that the, your first race, was that the race that actually like the aha moment of, oh yeah, this is something I would rather do versus road running or was it another event that kind of popped in? That was the aha moment. I mean, I grew up in Colorado Springs, so I was familiar with the Palmer Park area and I'm like, oh, I can run this. I know what the trails look like there. But what Mad Moose put together and wow, you start off with a nice little run, start going up a single track hill and then progressively move up through and you're running over boulders. Uh, That year it rained and a little bit of snow just before. So it was nice, muddy. I mean, it was all the fun that you can imagine on the trail. (laughs) What time of year is that race? That was uh, April. Oh yeah. So that. That you know, that's always the hard part with Colorado is April, you don't know what you're gonna get. And it does not surprise me that there was a little rain, little snow in that aspect of it. <laughs> so you signed up for and again, you uh you're ERC ambassador, so you signed up for our for our season pass, which was which is awesome. Um and I appreciate you guys being a part of the race series for so long. Um as you've progressed into into trail running and and your journey itself like what have you seen change over those course like the the course of the last couple years as far as your own regimen for you know getting ready to run on trails versus any road race you do do you do anything different do you do you have any kind of different nutrition regimen like what what do you do usually to get prepared for for any one of your races transitioning from road to trail with a the, going to the endurance race series and just doing the half marathons, nutrition didn't change. I throw a few goos in there, some water. Um, about the biggest change with you is going cupless, which I really enjoy. I got that speed cup with me and just fill it up along the way. Probably the biggest change is I progressed and started looking at a little bit further distances and actually completed my first up 50k is nutrition i mean i was getting to where at a point where the goos and stuff weren't doing anything so yeah so let's talk about this for a second you uh a couple of, and i'm backstory so you're you're getting into the longer distances you signed up yeah. for our snow mountain ranch event uh 50k event is it 2019 or did you end up trying to do it in 21 i can't remember i did it in uh 2020 20 oh that's right we did Oh, man, we did hold that event in 2020. Yes. Wow. Surprisingly enough, we were able to hold that event in 2020. So you you attempted the 50K there, got got knocked out of the cutoff time. Yes. So you're, you just completed your first 50K not too long ago, right? Like two weeks ago, something like that? November, yeah, November 5th. Dude, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that for a minute. What was... Knowing that you didn't complete your first one, what did you mentally and physically like put yourself into like to like, okay, this is what I need to do to like, what was the differences between going into your first one and second one? And and was there any big change between your, your uh, training aspect? 
it was a different training mentality. Instead of looking at finishing, I need to finish at this time. I need this goal pace. It was more going into it. I'm going to complete it this time and figuring my pace down to the bare minimum where I could be walking for so many miles at a 16 minute pace and not actually pushing myself to run every mile at the pace that I usually run and putting that in my mind and going, this is how I'm going to do it. I can slow down. I can speed up. I can slow down yep. is what really got me to the finish. Do you think, I mean, what was, so what was the 50 K you just completed? So that was the uh, bridge burner 50 K and that was in Canyon city, Colorado. Okay. So is that race uh, a straight loop around? Is it, is it, is it a full 50k loop or you have to do loops like smaller loops like we did in Snow Mountain Ranch? How was, well, that, how was that, that was a full that was a full one-time loop. Okay, so so I'm glad you I'm glad that's the case because I want to ask you this. I is I think this is quite interesting to me. Like when you're doing a race like ours in Snow Mountain Ranch, where it's a 10-mile loop, and right, and you're coming back to the the checkpoint or the or the finish line area every single time to go off onto your next your next loop. Do you feel that that for you and I'll just we'll just obviously we're speaking to you personally and your mentality of doing the race. Uh-huh. Do you think doing one big 30 mile loop with no aspect to be like, okay, I can I'm stopping at this checkpoint. I have a couple minutes to to relax at the checkpoint. I can I can, I can see my wife, I can see my friends and and or you know, like what what from your mentality was that easier just to do one big loop or it felt a lot easier because you had them staged out about every five miles. There was a checkpoint. Yeah. There was one checkpoint that you actually looped back into a second time. And then just knowing that every time you were there, Beth would have that bag open and throwing your stuff at you. <laughs> it just, it was put me more at ease than that coming back in, going back out, coming back in, going back out yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's I've always quite, found that quite interesting because it, it, I think it can, this, the loops aspect of it, when you do multiple loops can kind of play a mental game with you a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm here at the finish line. I'm here at the checkpoint finish line. Like, do I really go out? I'm, I'm feeling so, so am I going to make it where if you're on just one big loop and you're at your checkpoint, like, Hey, I just need to make this checkpoint by a certain point, right. Every single time that you're going every five miles or 10 miles or whatever it is. Right. That's but it helped me out a lot too. Cause I was able to stage and go, I need to be at this checkpoint at this time, this checkpoint around this time. They had one checkpoint where you had to be there with, it was a five hour cutoff. If you were in it there within five hours, then you were taken off the course. I got to that checkpoint 45 minutes ahead of schedule. So, I mean, I got there, I was feeling great cloud nine heading off to the next checkpoint. I mean, what was your, what was your goal time as far as getting, getting this race done? I was shooting for six to seven hours. I managed to finish just over eight hours. Okay. And what was the, what was the cutoff time for this race? Yeah. Cutoff time was nine and a half. Okay. So, I mean, that's a solid, solid window that you, I mean, for finishing your, you're finishing your first one. Yeah, right? it was. To, it was To kind of have that. Now, You've got the 50k bug. You've you've you finished your first one. What's your next race? Oh no, I'm looking on either another 50k or bite off a few more miles. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking that 100 mile is in the future, or 
attempting maybe one of the longer even ones down the road like what's what's uh what's the outlook for that i would like to get like a 50 to 100 and then branch out and try to get one of those 200 just that long couple days overnight keep going trudging all right colorado community you've heard it randy stated he's going to attempt a 200 mile race next year I want to say next year. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see Randy out on the trails, encourage him to do one of those 200s. He wants to. You can hear it in his voice right now that he's he's looking to attempt it next year. <laughs> or eventually, okay, whatever, eventually. Um, as a... And this, you know, it's like I said, I'm talking to more, I want to talk to more local runners for like more of a local series here. And, and so as a local Colorado trail runner and looking at the trails in Colorado, are there any, anything that you would recommend to anybody that any, any locations as far as trails or races that, uh, that you would recommend from a trail running perspective, anything like, again, like we talked about the, uh, what would people see as, as far as the trails go in Colorado, what are some of those areas in Colorado that you would suggest to be like, listen, you guys have got to go fucking check out this trail here. Any, what's your, what would be your top three? Just a nice little hidden gem is a white ranch. And over there, you just have a, it goes from crushed gravel to river crossings. You actually run through dry river beds. You get a nice gain up to 7,000 feet, come back down trails there. Yeah. what? Uh, that's that's golden area, right? Is that considered golden? Right in the golden area, yeah. Uh, right across from that, a great area to train is a North Table Mesa. Nice little seven-mile loop around there, just constantly up and down. Great incline. And then, uh, you know, you, what you brought to my attention was Snow Mountain Ranch, and especially this year, doing the Moose Head Challenge really opened my eyes to what trails had the offer, offer up there, which is amazing doing that. And be able to run three races in five hours was a better accomplishment for me than doing the 50. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> your bib, heading back out doing another race distances uh, kept going down as you i got i gotta figure out i gotta figure out something to bring bring another element into that uh into the that moosehead challenge i don't know what that is yet but i need to figure it out trails up there if, you, if you've never run up in the granby winter park area you, you know randy talks about the the variety of the trails i mean you get a little bit of everything up in the mountains there it's like you've got solid flat minimal technical you know road service road to all of a sudden you step into this super overgrown beautiful single track that overlooks the valley in certain areas yeah you know it's, so it's it's cool and that's what that's what colorado trails are all about like you it, it whether it's still on ranch or beaver creek or whatever right like you can you can find a lot of those a lot of those gems like you know one of the like like the highlands ranch area down in colorado is gorgeous like the the rolling hills out there um are really cool i wish we could utilize a lot more of those trails when we go out to highlands ranch but the the trail system out there in highlands is 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 amazing so it's it's always fun to to be out there and and uh see runners like yourself so you have um again 
You've done a really great job. And I was talking to some of my other staff about this. Like you've done a really great job in, in building your own little small trail running community over there in Broomfield. We have. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, it kind of started with you. I became an ambassador basically at the end of uh, 2019 and rolled into 2020. So we know what that year brought us. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, we got to keep this going. So we started the, uh, Broomfield Run Club here in Broomfield, Colorado. And we get together and do local runs. We meet every Thursday night at a local brewery here. It's called IHOP IPA, which is a digital tap house. So they have a variety of uh, different beers on tap. They mainly do a lot of IPAs, but branch out from there. We meet there at 6 p.m. on Thursday night. And we just go across the street to the uh, Broomfield Commons, which is a crushed gravel open space trail, run around that and go back, have a few beers and enjoy ourselves. Trail running and cold beer, man, that goes hand in hand all the time. Right, right um, now it's a cold trail running and a cold, yeah, yeah, cold, 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 dark trail running with even with cold beer. <laughs> Well, hey, Randy, I, I appreciate you jumping on and just kind of giving me a little bit of backstory on your on your trail journey, uh, trail running journey. Um, you know, it's always fun to find out more about my ambassadors alone, but also just the local community and, and the local runners. And, and we'll be doing a little bit more of the local series here and talking to a lot more local runners in both San Diego and Colorado and some other you know, other parts of this country. So it's I'm good. I'm, I'm happy that I can kick off this local series with you. Um, so thank you. Just thank you very much, man. The Trail Life Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Stoner. Music is provided by The Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast episodes. Thank you again, everybody, and we'll see you out on the trails real soon.